planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is James taking over for this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. My guest on the show today is Nick Mader, uh, who's the lead singer for Swiss rock and roll stalwarts Goddard. Nick and I had a chat about the new Goddard album to be released on the 13th of March called, funnily enough, 13. Uh, we also had a chat about uh, his roots coming from um, playing in bands in Australia and then landing the plum gig of vocalist for Goddard some 10 years ago when their original singer Steve passed away. I've been aware of these guys for quite some time, having been turned on to them by a few uh, few European friends over the years. Uh, not necessarily seen much of them. I didn't get to ever see them uh, while I was living overseas. However, I did actually pass through the town that they were recording this album in, and they're based in, in Lugano in the south of Switzerland. Happens to be one of my favourite places on earth. Utterly beautiful, and I can understand why they'd want to stay there. What a great spot. These guys have sold about 3 million records in their home country and uh, across the world, uh, but have never really toured in Australia, which is interesting now, considering that uh, Nick spent quite a bit of time playing in the local scene with his band that included his brother called Mader. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to have a mention of our friends at Blacklight Art and Design, who are um, our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They do shirts, hats, patches, you name it. If you can wear it, they can print it. Uh, they've also done all of our shirts and hats for Everblack Media, so check them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. So that's B-L-A-C-K-L-I-G-H-T-A-D.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotions, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo that you need for your band or your business. So go to www.rwpromotion.com.au and don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black Podcast through iTunes Podcast, Spotify, Speaker, YouTube and Facebook and check out all of our reviews and articles at www.everblackmedia.com or like us on all the socials. Alrighty then, here's my chat with Nick. Horns high. Enjoy, guys. G'day, Nick. Welcome to the Everblack podcast. Um, so, Goddard's been together now for uh, a good 30 years. Well, it's 30 years this year, isn't it? Uh, I think we're, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, I think actually it could be next year. I'm not sure, but I, I, we haven't quite hit the 30 years yet, but we're, 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 we're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, over, over the course of that 29, 30 years, Goddard's pretty much done everything there is to do in the European music business. So what new challenges are you guys looking at uh, with the release of the new album, 13? I mean, I think you, you, you never kind of... I mean, I, I've been, you know, I've been with a band for almost 10 years now. It's my uh, what, fourth fourth studio album with them. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's always, you know, you always look for... Um, you know, as long as you're excited and you're having fun and you you just, you know, uh, want to just keep getting out there and keep playing and keep uh, keep doing it, you know, you... You, uh, we, you know, the, one of the big reasons I think why we did the last tour, which was an acoustic one, and the acoustic album, so we'd kind of toured that for two years, was to 
you know, because you always try and do something a little bit different, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and so we, we try not to kind of repeat ourselves too too often, or at least not, you know, back to back. So so yeah, um, yeah. We so yeah, so it was a great, you know, it was time to do something really different with this with this acoustic one, and and uh, I, I think even you know, kind of touring the album first and record, well, you know, doing a tour first and recording the tour and then putting it out after the tour was something kind of interesting as well and, and sort of taking these songs and reworking them and kind of making them work with, uh, with uh, uh, you know, percussionists and, and background singers and, and having even, uh, you know, string quartets and stuff. So it was sort of really interesting to do something really kind of different. And we, you know, and after two years of doing that, we, we just sort of, you know, then you get really excited again about about just doing a really good rock album, you know. And, and that's uh, certainly what you come out with, uh, with, the, with the new album. It's, it, it, it thumps along pretty much from start to finish. You got a few little ballads in there and everything, including a fantastic cover of SOS, <laughs> which was completely <laughs> unexpected. So, so this is, say, your fourth studio album with the yeah. band. And I think you've done a few live albums as well over the yeah. course of the last 10 or so years. So how how have you found your position within the band has evolved over that uh, over that time? Well, I think I mean I, I you know obviously I, I joined the band um when when um their their singer had had passed away so that it was sort of really difficult times in the beginning, you know, and and uh, uh yeah, we we kind of it was it was you know really hard work you know, the first few years to kind of rebuild the band and and uh you know i I, yeah we we just sort of kept pushing and pushing and 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 had uh, an incredible support from the fans you know that they were just just absolutely fantastic and really encouraging and and uh we yeah we we uh, you know things just kind of evolved i suppose over the last few years and and uh uh, I mean, I think I've, I was extremely lucky that I was accepted by the fans, you know, and, and uh, I think the, the band was very lucky that we could actually still, you know, keep going and and, and make it work. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think th- things have, have become a little bit, obviously, more comfortable every, with every year and and with every new album and every every new tour and and uh yeah it's it's i think it's in a really comfortable place uh, right now you know and and uh and i mean even this this new album that we made i mean it it just kind of happened really it, it wasn't very difficult you know we it it, it just kind of the ideas were there they just came and and everything got kind of put together quite fast and in in an easy way you know uh, uh and we're sort of really happy with the result at, at already at the at an early songwriting stage, you know. So, so I think that just kind of, yeah, just just kind of shows us that we're that we're pretty comfortable with with where we are now. I think. Well, that sort of leads into the next question then. Uh, so, Leo co-produced this album. Is that correct? Uh, have I got yeah. that? Yep. So, how 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 then does the band respond to his production style? I know that you know, being being the founder of the band and everything like that, it's kind of his baby. But um, how has that how has that worked so well to be able to bring out this really good new album? Well, he's I mean, Leo has always you know for a very long time now. I mean, it's, I don't even know how many albums, but uh, uh, a lot of albums he's been co-producing. Uh, and mm-hmm. I mean, we we do it, you know, we do it in his studio. He has a, he has a, a pretty good uh, little setup there, and so we we I mean, I, I don't know how many albums. I mean, already before me, I mean, before I was around, they were already 
you know doing albums in that in that studio so it's been it's it's uh, he's, he's been doing it for quite a while and he he's the he's the real sort of more classic rock guy so he keeps the band kind of you know he's he's probably the one that keeps the band sounding the way you know uh, as 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 much as Gotthard as we could sound, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because yeah. of course, I mean, there's three of us writing songs, so we we, you know, we all all three of us have uh, have kind of different tastes, and and in a lot of ways, he just kind of keeps it grounded to where it, you know, uh, to to the style of the band. Yeah, that's and and you can tell that all the way through. I mean, every every Gotthard album always sounds like a Gotthard album rather than yeah. anything else. Um, and I mean, what you'd bring to the band as well. Having, I'm not sure how long you spent here in uh, here, here in in Melbourne, um, but hearing, yeah, hearing your previous time. bands and everything, you know, that's the very quintessential Australian rock sound that um, it seems yeah. to have seeped into uh, a lot of Goddard's newer stuff. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, so how yeah, long were you in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I grew up, obviously, you know, I, I grew up on ACDC and, you know, Roast Out and the Angels. And I mean, the, the whole pub rock, Aussie, Oz rock thing is, is uh, you know, it's kind of in my, it's kind of in my DNA, you know. So, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm glad I can bring a little bit of that influence into, you know, all the way into Switzerland. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But what I find so interesting about it is, that kind of thing these days in Australia doesn't really sell that many tickets, which is insane when we've got bands like Airborne, uh, we've got, you know, all, all of the old original pub rock bands. I saw, I've seen Rose Tattoo in front of like 10 people at the Gold Coast Beer Garden and then seen them in front of 30,000 people at Grass Pop. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny thing. I mean, I, I know we used to actually I did, I did a few shows with Rose Tattoo as well back in the day with Mater and yeah. Um, Airborne are really good buddies of mine as well, and I um, mean we used to play. We used to do. I used to do shows with Airborne. We with Mater, you know. We used to do like you know, fifty people at the the green room in Melbourne, you know, stuff like that. So. And uh, chances are, I was probably there at the time as yeah, well. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, I got great memories from all those days, you know. And and uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it it's it's uh, definitely works well in Europe. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, those guys are doing great in Europe. You know, and uh, it's it's a shame. Uh, maybe I don't know why why uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 Ozrock is not kicking in Australia as much as it should. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know. From what I hear, I mean, from from what I hear, people telling me, yeah. Yeah. So, do you get back here very often, and are you planning on bringing Dotto back? Um, I've I've in the last sort of Ten years, I've just been back a couple of times. Uh, unfortunately, I, I just never get enough time to. I mean, I, I, I it's it's really hard to, as you know, I'm in so far away, so we you, you can't just sort of go for two weeks. You know, you, you by the time you count the travel and the jet lag and and, and all that stuff, you kind of you, you know you, you need to at least have three or four weeks time to do it properly. You know, and, and I just rarely get that amount of time in a row. You know, I mean, I get days off here and there, but never in a row it's very difficult yeah. so uh, so well, i've only been able to be out, back back a couple of times yeah. you know? well when you're based out of such a beautiful place as uh, lugano it um it, it'd be kind of hard to get away <laughs> you got yeah but you know i mean it's it's, it's it's funny because you know a lot, a lot of all my friends in switzerland they kind of you know they dream about going to australia and a lot of my friends in australia dream about coming over to europe so it's just yeah <laughs> I, I know, it's, right? It's as beautiful as you know. The world's a beautiful place, you know, wherever you are. I think, and uh, 
uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we took, we talked a lot about coming to Australia as well, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll, it'll happen, uh, one of these days. And, you know, we, we, we get out as far as kind of Japan and, and that's not that far, you know, so, uh, yeah, so I'd love to, I, I'm, you know, keep fingers crossed. I, I hope we, we, we get down, uh, get down under one of these days. That'd be fantastic to have you, have you back here. But, um, so, you know, recording at the Yellow House in Magano, how did, how, what effect, I mean, you've said that you, you guys have recorded there quite a bit, but because it's, because it's uh, Leo's own studio, does that sort of take a lot of the pressure off that would otherwise, otherwise uh, make, for, make for more stressful music, I suppose? I think it's, I mean, it's definitely comfortable. I mean, we, it's a luxury, you know, to have that. You know, we, we've got a nice studio with an SSL desk and everything there. So it's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a luxury. You know, we can come and go as we please, obviously. And, you know, whoever needs to do their past can just come in and do it. And so, and even when we're kind of doing this, you know, the songwriting part, where we're just kind of doing demos of the songs and and I mean we we've we've got a full studio to do that in you know so it's it's uh, it's definitely a luxury that a lot of bands don't have um but uh yeah I mean I, I often wondered that as well because you sometimes it's it's good to kind of get out to to an unknown place and and you know get different inspiration and things but I uh, yeah, it seems to it seems to the guys are really happy to do it that way, and and have been doing it that way for a long time, and it, it just seems to seems to work quite well, you know. Um, but it also mean that it gives you more time to actually do what you need to do, whereas um, with with things the way they are in the music industry at the moment, it's it'll be kind of hard to be able to justify a huge budget on a huge studio. Yeah, I mean, there's that as well. But I mean, believe me though, we still run out of time. <laughs> we're still we're still rushing and we're still trying to meet deadlines. And, and I mean, we barely made this deadline, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're still you're still kind of you know you're still rushing and everything. Particularly when you got to, uh, you know, when you when when it's the, the the creative side, you know, when you've got to when you're writing and and I mean, of course, we we we. We, we wrote the songs and then and then put some demos together. But then, you know, once the producer comes in, then we kind of still rip the song apart again and, and almost start from scratch, you know, again. Yeah. So you kind of do the process twice. Uh, and then that's when you start to run out of time because it's, the, the I mean, the creative process until you get it right, you know, you, you need to get that right. So so we, we, we did spend quite a bit of time doing that. You know, the, the actual recording part is not so time-consuming. It's more all the other stuff, you know. Well, um, so new album actually seems to be even hungrier and much leaner beast than last the last few studio got out albums. Um, as you said, it was a bit bit of a bit more of a conscious decision on your part, seeing that uh, the last the last live album was an acoustic album and the last tour was an acoustic tour. So what was what was the sort of thinking behind it? Did you want to make it a lot leaner or is it just how it came out after all that nice frilly music? No, it's kind of what we wanted. I mean, that, that's one of the big reasons why we got Paul Laddie back in as well. I mean, we, you know, the the, the first album with me, the Firebirth album, he co-produced that one, and and we, you know, back then already we wanted a, a really raw sound. You know, we wanted to go back to just kind of, uh, you know, not not too much kind of fairy dust over everything. You know, we 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 wanted a quite quite raw, and so it was a conscious decision to we really wanted him back in for 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 those reasons, and uh, and he's 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 quite good also at, 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 uh, at coming up with ideas for songs in terms of like, you know, f- flipping things around a bit and making them a bit, you know, 
less predictable, let's say. So he, he's, he's, you know, and, and so I was really happy to have him back in as well to just, just kind of play with the songs a little bit as well, you know, in, in producing. So, but no, I was very conscious thing to, to, to have it a lot more raw. And I mean, at one point we even talked about not having any keyboards at all, you know, so. Mm, they're quite yeah. sparing in there as well. It, it seems to be, it seems to have been, you know, very much either pushed to the back of the mix or, yeah. um, or completely more, out. It's more, you know, we've got the Hammond more as a kind of colour. You know, it's mm. not a, it's not so much as of a feature. It's it's really more of a colour there, and and it just it, it kind of fattens up the sound a bit, you know. So, so uh, yeah. But I mean, there was even yeah, there really was even discussions of not having any at all, you know. But uh, but uh, so definitely we we were aiming for 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 a rougher sound here. And certainly certainly achieved that because it definitely has that really good garage feel. It doesn't feel like uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of you know, modern rock albums that are just so polished that uh, it could be a pop album. Yeah, that's definitely not what we did, definitely didn't want that, yeah. <laughs> now, with with the music industry being as unstable as it is and, and then so many of the, the bigger bands, well, not getting any younger or anything like that, how are, how are Goddard faring and being able to sustain your career with with all the changes that have gone on? I mean, we're, we're, we're actually doing quite well uh, but I mean, of course, everything is based on live now. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no one's really making uh, money from any, really, any other source. You know, that it's, it's all about, it's really all about playing now. And really, we, we that's that's our, our business is just getting people to shows. You know, and so you've got to be, you've just got to keep keep it interesting and keep people coming. You know, and and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we've been really lucky so far that that's uh, that things are still going really well in that department, and and of course the band has you know almost 30 years of of, uh, of people following the band, so there's 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 quite a large following, and uh, and all different ages as well. I mean we we uh, we really have three generations in our shows now, you know, and uh, uh, I, I think the fact that that the band has had so many years to build up that following is really helping us now, you know. Excellent. Look, I think I've pretty much run out of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. thank you very much for joining us on the Everback podcast. Okay. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to possibly having you guys out here at some stage. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 